I think that I just want people to know that through art, peace is really possible. And through art, just like love is really possible. And love doesn't just have to come from one other person that you're romantically involved with. Like you can romance your entire life, you know, like if you really believe you can. And yeah, and I think that that just tapping into art, tapping into the creative parts of yourself, it opens doorways and it opens your mind and life up to just things, unimaginable things, because life is so much beyond the scene. Um, it's so much beyond like the uh, external and what is externally happening in your life situation. Like, you know, your life is really within, you're, you're a light within. Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. Happy March. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. And on the podcast today, I'm really excited to be joined by Brett Sims. She's an artist and the owner of the art nonprofit Stuck Designs. And Stuck stands for Strong, Talented, United, and Knowledgeable. And it's a community of women who promote self-love and creativity to underserved girls of color globally through arts-driven programming and a clothing brand. And Brett is an innovative entrepreneur and a passionate fine artist. And art has served as this form of self-love for her and has really helped her heal from anxiety and depression. And when she became conscious of what a powerful tool and antidote art and self-love were for her mental health, she really made it her mission to teach this truth globally to girls as young as possible. Her philosophy is do what you love, and she is absolutely doing that. So in today's new episode, we talk all about Stuck Designs and creating a brand that will grow with you on your self-love and healing journey. Brett shares her self-love journey and the role of art and connections with other women and really fostering her growth. We talk about the role of art and healing, creating greater peace and fostering connection, how we can honor our voice through art and expression, and art's ability to help us self-soothe. We also dive into the inspiration behind Color for a Cause and its impact. It's this incredible iFund women campaign that Stuck Designs launched last year that is raising funds for underserved girls of color to have access to the arts and get girls back in school at their partner school in Ghana. Plus, Brett shares her go-to mantra, her biggest dream, and so much more. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or 
friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. Today's episode is a lot of fun. I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to love Brett's energy and what she shares about the role of art and healing and its connection. And something that we don't often explore is the role of creativity in our own healing journey. So I'm excited as always to hear what you think about this one. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. No matter where you're tuning in right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Make sure you hit like, follow, leave us a five-star rating and review, hit subscribe. It really helps the show get seen by new people and share with the world what Seek the Joy podcast is all about. I think that's all I've got for you for today's new episode. I just know you're going to love it and I'm excited to dive in. So without further ado, here is today's new episode with Brett Sims, founder of Stuck Designs. Can we start off by talking a little bit about what inspired you to start Stuck Designs? Because this intersection of art and self-love and self-care and using art to heal, I think, is a really beautiful theme that's come out of the last two years with the pandemic. But I'm curious where all this started for you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So Stuck Designs is ultimately um, a global art nonprofit that promotes self-love and creativity to underserved girls of color through art-driven programming and a clothing brand. And um, so for me, how it really started was in college. It was actually my senior thesis project. Really? Yes. Yes. But it was very bare bones. Right. So like I started it with um, one of my best friends in college. And the idea was to have an art brand for women of color. But um, so she was actually Chinese and I'm African-American. But like we just had this vision of like, yeah, like we need to have this some kind of like wearable art with a message for women of color. But that's kind of how bare bones it was in college. And I always, though, had this vision and this inner knowing that it was something that a brand that needed to grow um, as I grow Mm -hmm. and to evolve as we evolve. And that was always the concept of it. And then in my head also, I always knew that full circle, it would ultimately be a nonprofit. But, you know, I didn't really know how to get from like A to B. Like I didn't. It's like you have the idea, but it's like, how do I actually, how do I actually do it? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, um, 
but I just wanted it to be really authentic. And I wanted it to literally, cause you know, companies change and shift and pivot and grow. And so I kind of wanted to be transparent from the beginning as, yeah, this is my company, but it's going to evolve and grow mm-hmm. as I do. And it, you know, it's ultimately mm-hmm. going to grow and expand and, um, it completely has, But so basically after college, you know, I kind of evolved it into a, um, like an art firm, like a, um, design kind of agency. And so I started designing for a lot of women and doing art for a lot of women. And that's kind of how the community started growing Mm -hmm. because I did like these logo illustrations for women that also embedded positive affirmations, um, you know, either about their business or just like, you know, about life in general. And so then I started, you know, embedding all of my illustrations with these like positive affirmations. And um, now my illustrations are on t-shirts and pillows and mugs. And um, so it just started like, you know, evolving literally Mm -hmm. as I evolved. But I always knew that it was a brand that was definitely ahead of its time. And when I created it in college, um, so I'm right now I'm 34. So my college, I graduated in like 2009. Mm -hmm. In 2009, no one was talking about manifestation. No women existed. There was no, there was nothing. There was no support. There was no, so those of us who were kind of, you know, like coming into our awareness or of our knowing of self, then we had no resources, right? Mm -hmm. So my vision was for it always to be a resource, a connection of self-love and art, but, you know, for the time when people could really understand it, for the time when people really needed it the most. So um, now we are in that time. We're in that moment right now. We are in that moment. Yeah. And so it's really important and pivotal during this time, but still it's like people are just kind of really waking up and to its importance, Mm -hmm. to the importance that like the arts have right now during this time, because people are almost too plugged in at this point, you know? Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we really need an outlet. We need, and our kids need an outlet because, um, I saw a quote that was like millennials as I'm a millennial. Um, Me too. Me too. I'm with you. Are the only generation that, you know, had this, lived this kind of like unplugged lifestyle before, you know, the internet craze and before Instagram, whatever. And then we also lived our youth in this age that was completely full of the internet. Mm -hmm. So we understand the best of both worlds. And that's why I think that millennials are definitely meant to lead and meant to lead during this time because we understand understand the importance of both but you can't have one without the other and you need to have that offline consciousness you know mixed with that online you know intelligence and it's like you need to be able to run command and own the internet and not let it run and command and own you Ooh, that's so good okay there's so much that you just said (laughs) that I want to dive into so I'm happy to always talk to someone who remembers like me when we had to like dial up internet, like AOL and like no one could AOL, use the landline. Yeah. My like, still uses AOL. <laughs> no. Okay. Mom, I'm shouting you out, but she also still uses an AOL email address. And I'm always like, just use Gmail. She's like, no, everything is on my AOL. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't even, by the way, couldn't even log into any of my AAM emails or screen names. If I tried, don't even know 
what right. those passwords are at all. But something that you were talking about is that from, from the very beginning, you wanted to create a company, a business, a brand that could grow and evolve as you did. Yes. And I think this is such an important thing to reflect on and talk about because the truth is when we create something, it's going to shift. Right. It's going to change. But often we don't give ourselves that space, that room, that grace to actually allow it to change and be okay with it. So right. it's this recognition of, hey, I'm going to grow and I'm going to evolve. I'm a human being. I'm going to learn new things. My perspective is going to change. And that means everything I create at the same time or with it or even before or after is going to change with me. And it's a level of acceptance and that it's okay. And I'm curious, you know, you had that mindset from the beginning. What has that been like for you? Like watching things change as you, as you grow and you change, because so when you were graduating college in 2009, that's when I was graduating high school. And so I graduated in 2013 from undergrad. And even then I feel like conversation about self-love connection. This was just sort of beginning with Brene Brown at that time. Right. Like right. it was just sort of starting and it wasn't right. as prominent as it is now. So I'm curious what this has been like for you watching things, watching your business, watching the nonprofit, watching everything change. Right. As you do. Cause there can be sometimes I think judgment, right. And yes, we, completely. Totally. So judgment. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, um, I think I was really lucky, or I, I honestly should say blessed, because when I went to college, I, you know, I just kind of went with an open mind, like, hey, what, you know, whatever happens, happens. But mm. I was paired with roommates who I still am really close with today, who aligned completely with my mindset. And I don't think that I would have been able to move forward in my journey with my self, self-love, my journey of entrepreneurship, yeah. um, really without them, because they were my community, because online community of manifestation, of like um, being present, the power of now, of meditation, like all this stuff wasn't really mainstream. Mm -hmm. It was definitely not trending. So we were kind of just on our own and figuring it out on our own and finding obscure books. Like I believe the first book my college roommate recommended me was, um, the new earth by Eckhart Tolle. And she got it from Oprah's book club. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we would just pull these like obscure kind of resources at the time. Now they're kind of more mainstream. It's so more much like, it's so interesting. Like, yes, back then it was totally obscure and diving in. Um, I remember it was like 2013 and I was, uh, I was reading many lives, many masters by Brian Weiss. And and, I, and I didn't really share with anybody that I was reading right, that book because it was kind of like, is it like, yeah, exactly. And now it's so much more mainstream. Yeah. Things have totally changed. Right. So I feel like I've been in this mindset of like, is it time yet? You know, like, oh, is, is it, time? it time yet? Yeah. yeah. Because I have all these illustrations that have these things. Like they say these powerful things like, um, you know, like speak your mind or like, you know, speak here, see no evil or like, you know, even self-love first, but they're really, um, just affirmations that need to be really held on to during this time because mm-hmm. it's really easy to lose yourself in the like sea of like toxic media the sea of like toxic social media and um also with this you know the uh, the race debate and culture i think it's just so important to understand and know and stand up for who you are mm-hmm. um and then also be able to learn how 
to share and speak your voice. So then you're able to advocate for others Mm -hmm. and to learn how to love yourself first. So then you fill your own cup, you know, up like to the brim first before you're able to then, you know, reach out and help others even more. Yeah. So um, it's been a journey, but I've been really lucky to have just Profound support and um, and then support of women, you know, and um, I did go to an all girls high school. So I'm kind of like, you know, I understand the importance of like community of women and like how much, um, you know, that can bring to business, especially if you're a, you know, women, woman entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, I think all I can say is just like what propelled me during that time was really the community that I had that I built Mm -hmm. um, of Mm -hmm. other like-minded women Um, and so and to this day they're still helping like you know uplift my business like my college roommate she um, actually helped edit my entire uh, documentary mini film so they just helped me with everything one's a board Mm -hmm. member so yeah something you said was the importance of knowing your voice so that you can really honor where you're at in the moment and fill your own cup up. And I'm curious about the role of art in allowing you to know your voice and allowing you to heal Uh, the role of art in this element of self-love. Because I know that's a big part of what you share through Stuck and through your nonprofit and working with girls. What can we talk a little bit about art in that way? Like, yeah, art and self love, (laughs) art and healing, this connection. How has art helped you, I think, begin to know your own voice in this way? Right. And you know what? I think it is kind of a hard concept to understand because I don't think it's something that really even can be explained with words, but I will definitely do my best because (laughs) I think that, you know, like as I'm, you know, creating or doing art, what it is, it's really like art is focus and art is presence Mm -hmm. and art teaches focus and presence. And it teaches you how to hone in, be still sit still, how to like breathe, navigate through your own thoughts, and then like, you know, work through a piece. Even if you're you're coloring something, you know, as basic as that, it doesn't even matter what you do, but each thing, each time you sit down and you really just do art and you're focused on that project and once it really hones in that focus. Mm -hmm. And that focus is what a generation that had, you have this next generation, you know, that has grown up completely on internet and is now delved into completely internet, isn't really well-versed in. And it's something that we need to keep, you know, bringing to the forefront because it's so important in personal development. It's so important in mental health. It's so important in early childhood development, because like, if we don't have these tools of focus and really like detaching from um, social media and um, the outside world and tuning into ourselves, then we really can't create from a truly authentic place. Mm -hmm. And when I say create, I don't just mean like art as in painting and drawing. I mean, art as in like creating and writing, art as in doing a podcast, art as in, you know, creating a course and coaching, art as in whatever it, whatever it is, art is necessary in like, in just in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it really flows through every facet of life. And um, until we recognize that as our culture and really value that, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how things are going to go, but it's just like, and I hope it doesn't take like people just kind of like, you know, mentally kind of becoming overwhelmed or breaking down to get to that point. And that's really, um, 
why stuck exists. Yeah. You know? It's about fostering it early on. Right. So that you have that tool when you need it and you're not only calling on it or tapping into it or beginning to explore self-love creation expression in those moments of pure and utter overwhelm, because I think it is about, it is about giving yourself those tools early on. And for a lot of us, it's something we had to teach ourselves, right? right? As opposed to now I feel like it's so out there and it's so readily available. And I hope this next generation, um, you know, and children moving forward are able to tap into creativity and expression in this way and be able to explore it. And um, it brings me to this, something I've talked about throughout the last few years over the podcast is the pandemic really had a negative impact on arts education. Yes. And and then on the other side of this too, we saw a mass exodus of women from the workplace, but then we also saw in certain parts of the world where women were, young girls were pulled out of schools too. So it wasn't just arts education was gone. I mean, I had this wonderful conversation with Kristen Brandt. Um, God, I think it like, I think it was November, 2020. So a minute ago. And um, we were talking about um, girls in school and education and arts education. And I mean, it's become such an issue. And and now I think as we're basically two years almost of this pandemic, it's like, how do we, and this is not like a question for you to necessarily answer because it's a huge (laughs) question, but it's like, Okay. How do we get arts education back? How do we make sure women and girls are, or girls are still in school? Do you know what I mean? Like making sure we're fostering these opportunities and resources. And I know that's a big mission of yours. Like, can we talk a little bit about that? Like I want people to know, because I know you've had this wonderful campaign going color for a cause. I know uh, girls in school and education is a huge part of your mission and your work. Right. So, you know, kind of um, circling back to kind of how stuck, you know, evolved and everything, how I first ended up making it like a 501c3 is when I went to Ghana um, to what is now our partner school. And I worked there with the girls. I did a mural and um, I actually went alone and I didn't know anyone at the time, but now they're like my family. Mm. But we created a relationship with this school there and with individual girls there um, who I literally fell in love with because they are the most like creative, intelligent, smart, like light beams that I have met. But um, there is, yeah, there's a huge problem with, well, first of all, girls education. And then to even get girls to like creative education or arts education is a whole nother layer. But yes, during this pandemic, um, we worked so hard to get girls, like to keep our girls in school that are there because a lot of them had to uh, drop out to like help their families, you know, financially, you know, support them. Survive. Yeah, yeah. So like we had 10 year olds who were kind of sell, they, they sell like eggs on the street, like, you know, kind of on the top of their head with mm-hmm. eggs or just like other foods on the street. And it's really dangerous as like a 10 to like 13 year old girl just being on the streets because, you know, who knows what can happen? Who knows, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like how men can objectify them or, you know, sexually abuse them or what it is. So um, we would send funds back to Ghana to get like specific girls that we knew of who were, you know, um, kind of out of school, working on the streets during this time. And we actually were able to get a good amount of them back in school. But, you know, it's 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 really a constant battle because um, 
a lot of times they just don't have any money to, you know, mm-hmm. to do so to get them back in school. So my answer would really be awareness. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that me and my friend uh, Stacy, who is a part of Stuck Designs as well, say is that, you know, we we do this because we want to make it like easier on other girls you know like we want our journey to you know like not not be so hard on others we want to be more simple more fluid more you know like just that them to have more life in it because it was so hard for us and um I think it's really just awareness which is why the color for cause initiative existed Mm -hmm. and evolved and came to be Mm -hmm. because I was like how do I get people to understand that first of all self-love and art are important and together are important for mental health. And then how do I get people to understand that girls of color are really struggling right now and are just unable to go back to school and are just, you know, sitting at home, you know, like, and just don't then don't know what to do, don't know what to do next. So, um, the Color for Cause initiative, I, I, I'm an illustrator and I illustrate all the Stuck Designs illustrations. So I created, um, I have a coloring book, but I also created individual loose leaf coloring sheets so that um, our community and people who outside who want to join our community can really color for a cause and bring to um, light the importance of this. Um, and I feel so lucky that now we're finally in this time where celebrities and other people are really speaking out, you know, and speaking up for the importance of art and self-love and art education and, you know, the betterment of our society and our world. So it's, it's evolving. It's evolving Mm -hmm. now. It's taken another step. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about where we're at now. Yeah. So what has been the impact that you've seen with Color for a Cause? Like, as it's yeah. been going, has it been tons of people involved? I mean, what has that been like? What does that look like? Can people still get involved, by the way? Yes. So we're, so we did create um, a Color for a Cause initiative to go with our I Fund Women campaign. I don't know if you've heard of that platform, but it is an amazing platform for women to just, you know, authentically and freely um, get funds for their businesses. So um, we really wanted though for, to, for everyone to be able to participate in our campaign, whether they can give or they cannot during this time, um, like whether they can give financially or whether they can give just by coloring for a cause and raising, you know, awareness. But um, everyone can still participate in it. We decided that Color for a Cause is going to be an ongoing initiative for our nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, like, yeah, we've had a lot of people get involved. I think some people are hesitant because they're like, is coloring just a thing that's for kids? Like, no I don't way. know. It's for everybody. <laughs> It's so therapeutic and totally. even for me, like, just cause I do, you know, I paint, I do my own art, but just sitting down and just coloring something in, there's just, um, something very calming and therapeutic about it. So we've had kids get involved. We've had individual women get involved. We've actually hosted it for, um, a few companies now who wanted us to host Color for a Cause events. So um, we're actually transforming it into Color for a Cause events as well. Mm. Um, So yeah, we just would love more people to get involved and really to understand the importance that uh, art education is something that's dying right now and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. because it's the very thing that can keep our 
society, culture, and us a collective alive and thriving and happy and peaceful. Um, So we would love for more people to join us in our initiative. We have a custom playlist to even go with our Color for a Cause. That's cool. Yeah, it's all all women, all about girl power, you know. um, it's Okay, send me the playlist. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll make sure everybody can listen to this. I I really really love this because I think, you know, we often – forget that art is therapeutic. It's this element of expression that allows you to sort of navigate uncertain times, right? Yes. And when you find a way to navigate uncertainty for yourself, now I don't know about you. I hate uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't like it. I'm somebody who's like, oh, I want to know what my next step is and what the next thing is going to happen. And right. the pandemic really forced me to be like, oh wait, I actually can't predict the future. Right. Whoops, too bad. And even if I could, like I'm stuck at home for X amount of time. And now things have shifted a little bit, obviously, and more right. people are getting vaccinated, but um, when you're able to find a way to navigate uncertainty for yourself, it aids in your healing because it allows you to be expressive. Yes. I'm curious about your own journey with mm. self-love and healing in this way. Um, and we've talked a little bit about mental health and mindfulness. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it speaks yeah. so much to the inspiration behind everything that you're doing. Yes, please. Um, so for me, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I will say that, you know, it's like change is half and half. I, I have a multiple mixed feelings about it because, you know, I, I'm a Gemini and I'm like free flowing, but then I have a Taurus moon. I'm just very like, I just, ah, change is so uncomfortable. Oh my sometimes. God. I have a Taurus moon too. So no wonder we're both like, wait, what's your, uh, what's your rising sign? Uh, Aquarius. Okay. I, so I'm Aquarius sun, Taurus moon, cancer rising. So interesting. The way you present yourself to the world is that of an Aquarius. Yes. No wonder you and I are really just jiving right now. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no wonder we're so excited to sit down with each other. (laughs) Right. And as some people say, we're moving into, you know, this age of Aquarius. Yeah. But whatever you want to call it, it's definitely a new age and a new time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me in in my home, I never like I never learned or even knew that self-love was a thing. And I I just I didn't understand it. I didn't have like a concept of like what it was. I like was completely ignorant of it until I got to college. And, um, you know, I met these amazing women who are so like powerful, my roommates, and we all kind of delved into it together. And like, you know, kind of started learning things and sharing things with each other to really heal ourselves and our own, like, you know, family traumas and family issues. And um, for me, I've always dealt with some, you know, mostly anxiety, but some seasons depression also. And for me, um, art has always just been something I've done to heal me and move me forward in that. And I really do think it has saved my life in many circumstances when, because change is often, it's so hard sometimes. And it just feels like almost like a, you know, like an ego death, just Mm -hmm. like a death of in. And art is such an outlet and can provide like a peace away first of all a prize a piece away from like the outside world away from social media away from everything but then it can even provide like an outlet and peace away from just that 
uncomfortability of change Mm -hmm. and just that feeling that is like change and just is that discomfort it um it soothes it so and it's a way to self-soothe yourself and it's a way for you to connect back to yourself so um you know I think that when kind of depression really did, you know, start to affect me in high school. Um, that's what I did. I, I literally just was completely zoned into my art and, um, and then, and, and it evolved in crazy ways because, um, I used it as a tool to kind of heal that, mm-hmm. you know, depressed part of myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, once I kind of figured that out for myself, I was like, wow, this is really powerful. And I think other people need to learn and understand what a powerful tool it is in healing, you know, mental health issues, whatever yeah. they may be. Yeah. It's about letting it out versus keeping it in because the longer you keep it in, the more it festers and the larger it gets. And whether that's a thought and emotion of fear or concern or worry, whatever it might be, it's so powerful to share. And look what you said about how powerful your roommates were because it's about diving deeper with other people and creating connection and having a sense of uh, shared vulnerability with other people. And I don't know about you, but when I got to college, I was so scared (laughs) to be there because I was so nervous. It was such a different change from being in high school. And I don't think I even really started opening up in a meaningful way to my close friends that I still had from college until we were out of college. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start to, I think, come into your own and do that work and realize, oh, like there's a lot that we can learn from each other when we decide to open up and share. Right. Right. When we decide to have that moment and it's scary. Like I'll never forget the first time I shared something that felt super vulnerable with a friend. And, and I thought, oh my God, she's going to totally reject me in this moment. This feels like a big risk, right? Right, right. Like, oh my God, she's going to think I'm all crazy. Like all the things. And then she looked at me, she says, oh yeah, I totally had that kind of a moment too. And then shared her experience. And I felt like, oh, like you started to feel like you relaxed a little bit. And again, I sometimes think conversation can be art because conversation is a form of expression and it's the way in which you can connect, make someone else feel comfortable, make yourself feel comfortable. I just love this because you've said this a million times in our conversation, like art is not just drawing, it's painting, it's podcasting, it's talking, it's connecting, it's any way in which you get to express what's on your heart. And I think that That is so beautiful in your shirt, by the way, for everyone that's not watching on YouTube, but should, it says self-love first. But to get to that self-love first, you've got to be willing to be okay and vulnerable with yourself and really like be honest about where you are in the moment. And it sounds like when you got to college, that was the moment that you're like, okay, this is really where I'm at. And this is what I want to dive into. And without even realizing it, probably it sounds like art was just that catalyst for healing. It was, it completely was, but also, also, I think other women were my catalyst for healing Mm. because, you know, um, kind of what I experienced in college was different than just even like telling, opening up to just like a random friend about it because these were girls that I, I like couldn't really hide from. We we couldn't hide from each other because we lived, you live together. Like you can't hide from someone or something when you are in the same shared space every day. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-mm. And so it's so interesting because we've, we are literally, we're all in- entrepreneurs now. Mm-hmm. We like one wrote a book. One is like a producer, filmmaker. One is a filmmaker, photographer, like one uh, wrote another book, like, but you know, we just all, it, it was just kind of, you know, I think sometimes you just can't really 
even explain how things come together because it's just like what happened was meant to be. Like we were meant to be roommates during that time for each of our personal journeys. And I think each of our self-love journeys because Mm -hmm. we were also green about it, but like we, um, you know, together we put our minds together to really kind of, and resources together to, um, you know, teach ourselves, to teach each other, to like move each other forward in what we ultimately want to do. And now that it's been so long, but like we're circling back to each other and we're working together again, we're promoting each other's things and we're like, you know, using each other as resources again. So I think it's really important that like to know that, you know, your self-love journey does, does come full circle and it just, it feels green and new and uncomfortable and you don't always know where you're going or ends up, but it's like, you know, what's that phrase? It's like the more things change, the more things stay the same, mm-hmm. but you got to be bold enough to change, you know, <laughs> for things to kind of like circle back to how, the way in which you love them. You to need to be bold enough to change. You need to be bold enough to take that risk, that step forward, not knowing where it's going to land. Cause Brett and I have talked about how we don't like change and we don't right. like uncertainty, <laughs> but you've got to be willing to step into those things in order to see how it's all going to evolve and kind of come full circle. Is there anything you wish people knew about the connection between art and self-love that maybe they don't know, or we don't recognize, or we don't realize is is part of that journey? Mm, I just think that, you know, like people don't really talk about the, the, I mean, because I don't think it's something that can be put into words, but people don't really talk about the inner feeling, the inner utter like discomfort or just like, it's sometimes unbearable, you know, the feeling of like change and the feeling of like jumping out of depression and dumping out of that feeling. But I guess I would like people to know that peace from that really is possible Mm -hmm. and peace from like battling that and your inner demons and whatever it is like it is possible but you have to find focus Mm -hmm. and you have to find another outlet and like once you find that focus and outlet it's like community is also drawn to you because you're tapping into that which is your most authentic self Mm -hmm. and I think that we are coming into a season that calls for walking in your in the most authentic version of yourself as possible. Mm. And it's, you know, quote unquote, the age of Aquarius, whatever you want to call it, we're walking to a more free flowing, you know, um, chapter of existence and people just don't really, it's hard. It's hard to like break away from structure. It's hard to break away from what you know. But I think that I just want people to know that through art, peace is really possible and through art just like love is really possible and love doesn't just have to come from one other person that you're romantically involved with like you can romance your entire life you know like Mm -hmm. if you really believe you can Mm -hmm. and yeah and I think that that just tapping into art tapping into the creative parts of yourself it opens doorways and it opens your mind and life up to just things unimaginable things because Mm -hmm. life is so much beyond the scene. Um, it's so much beyond like the uh, external and what is externally happening in your life situation. Like, you know, your life is really within. You're, you're mm-hmm. a light within. Mm. Because it's what you cultivate within that then, that then projected outward, right? Exactly. It's what you cultivate within that is then projected outward. And um, oh, I just love, I just love <laughs> everything that you just shared because this is about recognizing you're the main character. In your show. In, in your life. Movie 
in the movie, yeah. in the show, <laughs> in the day to day and something I've really loved. So I've, I've really, I've dived headfirst into TikTok over the last two years. Oh my God, I was thinking about taking the dive. Um, I there yet. <laughs> I'm telling you the, so I don't really post that often, but I just, I get sucked in and I'm watching videos forever. And so a trend, I guess you could say that has come out of it the last, I don't know, six months or whatever is all these videos of people, quote unquote, romanticizing their life. Mm, and yes, showing the hot, you've seen those, right? Like the highlights of the day and the music yes. is always so beautiful. Or sometimes they put it against uh, someone's inspirational words. And I just get so much energy from those videos because I'm watching people really like take notice of the moments and the times in their day or in their life where they feel really good and they're choosing to celebrate it. And that's not to discount at all the hard stuff because the hard stuff is still there. The hard stuff is not going to go anywhere, but it's about allowing yourself to step into the step into the good while yeah. still acknowledging the the difficult. And what you said too, about like recognizing like, yeah, this like self-love journey can be really painful and it can hurt. And it feels like you're sometimes like, like I have this image of like the Hulk, you know, coming out of like yes, when it turns yeah. into the green Hulk and like you're ripping out of your clothes, out of your skin. Like sometimes that's what it feels like. And it's not always going to be fun or easy, but if you allow yourself to take the journey, the real gift is on the other side, but the gift is also what you experience in between. So we can't discount that either. And I think that's such a huge, huge reminder. And I think something we need too, as we come up on two years of this pandemic and two years of life changing and two years of uh, things sort of being a bit, I guess you could say sort of upside down. So I'm so, I love what you said. I think it's so timely. And I think there's a huge lesson in just allowing yourself to experience yeah, the journey and moment and knowing that what you cultivate within is what you share is what's projected to the external. So good, Brett. Oh that's my God. <laughs> that's literally, that is literally what it is. Okay. So you've already shared with me your astrology, but what's your human yeah. design? Oh, my human design. I'm a manifesting generator. Oh my God. It makes so much sense. It makes, I don't know if anyone, everyone listening is super familiar with human design. And if not, go back to our yeah. episode with and Kelsey so, Abbott, but I'm not yeah. surprised that you are a manifesting generator. You're just, you're here to create yeah, and to share. And yes. It was, it, it was just like, I think it says, I forget what it's called, but you know, like your human design has like, you know, your method of operation or how you're kind of how yes. to go about things. Yeah. Mine was, um, you know, a responder. You're, I'm supposed to respond. And if I learned my human design uh, almost a year ago, like in January. And since then, it's, it has completely transformed my life because mm, the awareness um, of it. And I never used to operate as a responder in a sense, like, I'm just, you know, I think the Gemini side of me is just very like, go, go, go. Like, if I want this, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just like initiate this. But I needed to step back, take a beat and really like being a responder isn't just like, oh, like I have to wait until this person texts me or I have to wait. And it's really also just like responding to your inner voice, your your intuition, your gut feeling, your, yeah. you know, it, it's responding to um, what yourself is calling you to do at a highest level. And so making that pivot in my life has literally transformed everything. And it has given me so much grace, so much inner peace, so much ease. So human design. I, I love, love it. My entire team loves it. Like oh. we, it's, it's amazing. 
have, so do you know, like everybody on your team, their human design, their astrology, is that something you guys play into and, and yes. tap into to really like honor everyone's strengths as you continue to grow and build? It does on our, uh, on the website, like in the team section, we all have our um, astrology signs, but I haven't added human design yet. So Ooh, maybe I'll do you that, might. that. Okay. That's something to do moving forward. Yeah. I'm so grateful that we connected and we get to share this on the podcast. As, as we wrap up our conversation, I have um, these sort of like quick fire questions I want to throw at you. Sure. So are you ready for them? Okay. Do you have a, do you have a favorite movie? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ooh, so good. Uh, last television show that you really liked. Whew, that is, that is, that is a hard one. <laughs> um, I'm really into Crown. Oh, so good. I can't wait for the new season. It's so good. <laughs> so, so good. Um, <laughs> What is the last song you listened to on Spotify? Because uh, I just listened to it. Um, it's called Sunday Best by Princess Nokia. Ooh, okay. I'm going to check that out. Do you have a book sort of centered in the space of self-love and healing that you've really loved or that you would recommend to people? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is The Power of Now. But I will also say Eat, Pray, Love was kind mm-hmm. of something that really fueled the beginning, very beginning of my journey. So, and it's way better. Like, don't watch the movie. Don't rely on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) The movie is not good. The the book is everything. (gasps) Okay. All right. That's an awesome recommendation. Okay. My last question for you is, and this is really the question I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. um, And that is, what is your biggest dream? Mm, My biggest dream is just for more women, I mean, hey, all women, if possible, to, you know, awaken to the fact that everything they need, all the love that they need is already within themselves. And if you just tune in and tap in, you can really find that inner peace, you can find that inner guidance, you can find that inner clarity. And so I guess my real dream is, you know, for teaching girls young, young enough this, this truth so that they can more easily and fluidly mature into and evolve into just like these fearless women who just, you know, do what mm. they love and, you know, and can inspire and elevate the collective as they do it. Mm. I love this. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Find Stuck Designs, find color for a cause, get involved and and connect and learn more. Yes. So um, all of our social media handles are at Stuck Designs and that's S-T-U-K Designs. Um, It stands for Strong, Talented, United and Knowledgeable. And then our website is um, Stuck Designs, S-T-U-K Designs.org. And um, yeah, you can color for a cause on there. There's a big tab that says color for a cause. You can't really miss it. Um, But yeah, you can just go print out a coloring sheet, and our uh, playlist link is also there. So you can, you know, turn on a playlist, zone out, vibe out, you know, use art as an outlet, find your inner peace, find your inner flow if you're feeling off, out of balance, out of whack, because these times are crazy. And, you know, we all feel that. Amen to that. Okay, everything's going to go in the show notes. So everyone head on over to seekthejoypodcast.com slash show notes or hit the link right underneath our conversation that you're tuning into right now. Everything's going to be there. And, you know, Brett, I just so appreciate this conversation because I don't know how often we talk about the connection between art and self-love, art yeah. and healing. Yeah. And art is just totally vital, I think, in life in general, but especially during moments of uncertainty as an outlet and to express yourself. So thank you for this. This was really wonderful. Is. Oh, I do have actually one 
final note. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, we are actually still campaigning for um, with iFundWomen. And yeah, we're just really raising funds and also awareness for more girls of color to have access to the arts because um I, if you I, if you guys look it up i don't know how um you know well versed you are with this subject but you know women of color are very much excluded still from the art mm -hmm. world and girls of color just because of the lack of opportunity so we would love for you guys to, you know tap into our campaign also um and you can visit us on the site as well perfect and then i'll put it in the show notes too so everyone can check it out and get involved. So I yeah. love it. Thank you, Brad. This is wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been beautiful. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday. Tuesday.